0: Welcome to worship this mother's day blessings so good to have you here if you're not aware that we have childcare down the hall if you would like that and that would be helpful that is just down the hall um, this that away um, all of our worship is here in your bulletin you are not an audience god is and so we're all in this together as we worship and hear the word on mother's day let's begin by remembering our baptism and confessing our sins before God. Please stand. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another with the assurance of God's grace and mercy. Gracious God, in your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Know this moment you are freed from your sin and the tomb is empty. Amen. Amen.
1: again from the dead our lord jesus christ the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of your eternal covenant make us complete in every good thing that we may do your will and work among us and all that is well pleasing in your sight through jesus christ our savior and lord who lives and reigns with you in the holy spirit one god now and forever amen amen
0: You may be seated. I invite our young people and children forward for our children's message. Come on up.
2: Yeah, come on down. Hi guys. Hello. (laughs) All right, Zoom. Welcome, welcome. Good to see you today. So, what special day is it today? Mother's Day. Yeah, did anybody forget? Anybody willing to admit? No. You got reminded, I bet, didn't you? Remember, it's Mother's Day. No, you remembered all by yourself? They, they remind you at school, don't they? No. Did some people have some projects or things at school? No? Did anybody have their dad say, don't forget to say Happy Mother's Day tomorrow, maybe, or somebody else? No? I didn't say that to you. You weren't up at five this morning. No. Um, right. Hey, by the way, don't forget to tell Mom Good Mother's Happy Mother's Day. Okay. All right. Well, what kinds of gifts does your mom give to you? This is a day to celebrate moms, but what kinds of gifts does your mom give to you? Yeah. Love. Oh, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. We talked in the first service about how moms will say, I love you sometimes, right? Or lots of times. What else? They do. Mm -hmm. Care for you. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, we had some people in the first service. Their mom's a doctor. So they said, I said, when you get hurt, does your mom tell you to walk to the hospital? And they said, well, kind of, because we just walked to her room. Right? <laughs> yes, what are you, you going to say?
3: Um, help care for us because we, we are her child and mm-hmm. we should be, be uh, cared for if we're, it's sort of like if you're not their child.
2: Oh, it's like, oh, if someone doesn't care for you, it's almost like they're treating you like they're not, they're not your child. That's pretty deep. Okay. Yeah. Right. But that happens in your house. I want to be clear that you said that. Yes. They make sure you learn about God. They take care of you in that way too. So they don't just take care of your body or they don't just take care of, of one thing. They, they take care of your spirit too, right? Your soul, your, all those things as well. All right? They take care of your mind, too, right? They help you to learn and take care of you in that way, too. Well, we're going to hear about, it's Good Shepherd Sunday, too, right? And in the gospel today, for those who are, you might, Good Shepherd Sunday means that Jesus is like a good shepherd to us. And you know what a good shepherd does is he, he gives himself for his sheep. So guess what we are? The sheep. Sheep. Good guess. I was going to bat to give you a clue, but we're sheep. I don't always like being called a sheep because I had sheep when I was a kid, and they, were, they weren't very smart, so. But um, I, know, I know a lot of times, well certainly compared to God, I'm not very smart at all. God helps me and guides me and cares for me and loves me. God takes care of all of the things we need as well. So mothers are like a mirror. you think of how they're like a mirror? They, ref- they reflect something, that's right. They're a mirror, they, excuse me, reflect God's grace to us, God's love to us. And the more they reflect that, wow, the more amazing it is to have them as a gift in our lives, isn't it, right? Like a mirror reflects the sun, yep, except it's probably a little more loving than, right, right, yeah, right. Okay, let's pray, let's give thanks for moms and for God being our, or Jesus being our good shepherd today. Do a repeat prayer with me. Dear God, thank you that you are our good shepherd through Jesus Christ. Give all our moms strength to reflect your love to us and to others thank you for them amen all right thanks for coming up today guys have a happy celebrating your mom's day and kids word is in the back if you want to go check in with parents if you need to they got some great stuff planned yep kids
0: word in the back if you want to go to that yeah
4: And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, singing, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever, Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these, robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, these are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of the water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The word of the Lord. At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The the works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. But you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Word of the Lord.
2: Well, I don't know what it is today. If it's the weather that we've been having, or kind of having today, (laughs) maybe a little less sun today, or if it's uh, the fact that I just don't like sheep. Um, Had bad luck with them as a kid. The last one I had got struck by lightning with with a barn right next to it. Easily could have gone in, but just stared at the sky. That's kind of the intelligence level I think about with sheep. So they're tasty, though. Anyway. So, I uh, maybe it's that, but I think it's more the celebration of of this day. It's Mother's Day, it's it's, the sun's been shining, it's just been a glorious uh week in many ways. Um, and it's a double celebration in our household because this is all this is not just Mother's Day for my wife and so many others, but it's the day that she became a mother. It's Jaden's birthday as well, so it's kind of a big, big day in our house, but um. But this passage in Revelation kind of caught me this week, Um, and especially as these songs kind of were, were lifted out of this particular passage. Maybe they are kind of wrung out of you as well, um, thinking about uh, the words that are, that are offered to the Lamb around the throne from the saints of, um, worthy is the Lamb from Handel's Messiah comes from Revelation five, but it also, the language is repeated here in chapter seven. Um, the song salvation belongs to our God and to Christ the Lamb forever and ever. I'm probably a little off tune there, I don't know. But anyway, you, you might recognize that. Um, or if you're more of of, uh, somewhat contemporary, when there used to be only two Christian musicians, it was either Michael W. Smith or Amy Grant, if some of you remember those days. Michael sang, worthy is the lamb, worthy is the lamb, you are holy, holy. I see a few heads nodding, right? You remember that song, they all draw from this language that's given to us in this beautiful book of Revelation. Well, as, as Christians, we, um, we can see that these words are, are being used, that they find their way into the music of the church into the music of the faith because these words are words of great promise to us and to all people. As Christians, we, we are called, we have this amazing call to sing these promises, not, not just in our songs here in worship, whether it be the liturgy or the, or the songs or the special music, but we sing these songs into our everyday life. We weave them into the fabric of our everyday life. I don't know if you think of it this way, but we're called to be singers of this song of grace and love and and peace and reconciliation into a world that's in, in such great need. And it's not just... Praise songs, or or happy songs, or holy, holy, holy kind of kind of songs. There are other songs that weave into this as well. I remember um, the kind of the theme verse of a of an online group that was supporting people with chronic illnesses, and it the woman who started the group, the theme verse she chose was from Job, and it just simply said, "God gives songs in the night." And that's part of our call too. In fact, that's a a great part of our call is not just that we sing the songs into those sunshiny days, but that we sing those songs into the night as well. Not just covering up the darkness, but naming it for what it is and and claiming it's hurt and it's pain, but then also singing God's hope throughout that. I love um, uh, the poetry of Maya Angelou and, and she I saw her read this poem, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, and I'd, I'd like to have a screen up here so she could do it, because I, I almost think, think it's a violation for anyone else now to say it, but, but she has this recurring kind of verse through that, and she, she says this, the caged bird sings with a fearful trill of things unknown but longed for still, and his tune is heard on the distant hill, for the caged bird sings of Freedom. Our call in some sense is to sing into those those cages, those things that might bind us or others up and to sing those songs of freedom. I said I wasn't gonna preach on the good shepherd, but but I don't know how many of you think of the good shepherd as one or a shepherd as one who who sings for us, who sings a song like a a Pied Piper in the best sense of the term, who sings us and invites us uh, to listen to hear Jesus' trouble with those who accuse him this day is that they just aren't hearing him. And for him to say he's the Messiah isn't going to change any of that if they haven't seen what he's doing and haven't listened to his, listened to his actions and to his words. Well, all the singing and Revelation is, is kind of about round-the-clock worship of God. If you notice there, it's, it's like a 24-7 parade around the throne of God with the saints Uh, um, singing their praises to God someone in our manna bible study group our midweek bible study group was kind of laughing and she kind of read my mind because I thought of this before too she said you know my mom used to say I'm not sure that heaven sounds that great if all we're ever doing is worship she said I I love worship she would go every week and all that but she's like I might want to do a little gardening or go for a bike ride every once in a while something like that too all right but I think the power of this, of this ongoing worship is in what is being said. Salvation belongs to our God and to Christ the Lamb forever and ever. That word for salvation, soterio in the Greek, is related to some other words. It does literally mean salvation. But it's not salvation like punching your ticket to get into, you know, through the pearly gates and past St. Peter and all that. It has this sense to do with a... With, with, uh, um, with a reign of God that, that brings wholeness, that brings everything to completion, that, that takes away every, every pain and every hurt, that, that wipes every tear uh, from the eye, and, and we can kind of see in that image wiping away the pain with that tear, that a, a tear won't hit the ground with God's very hand being upon it and, and taking it away, and that, that stands out there as this kind of, as this kind of hope for the people that John is writing to. So this sense that they would, that they would instead of being persecuted by the, by the Roman Empire, which is, has really got their thumb on this, on this Christian church, which claims to bring peace to the world, but will certainly, and is, is very efficient in doing this, will certainly squash anything that comes up against it. That John, John says, but, but there is this hope for you. Previous to this part in, in the book of Revelation, which can oftentimes be kind of convoluted and, and confusing, but really is a beautiful book and really is about very much about what's happening right then as far as the persecuted church. Right before that, John paints this picture in this vision about, about the, uh, the martyrs who are, who are crying out, those who have died in, in, in the faith, who are crying out for God to execute justice on the earth, crying out for there to be an end to all of this suffering uh, for their brothers and sisters who still remain. And, and John in his vision says it, it's not over yet. There will still be trials. There will, there will still be tribulations. But John kind of pauses here and says, but let me give you a vision of what is to come. Paul writes in his letters, if for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we're of all people most to be pitied. That doesn't mean we don't have hope for Christ in this life. That doesn't mean we don't sing our song of, of, of salvation into this life. Of course we do. But if it's only for this life, if we have no hope beyond that, then what good is it? So, so John paints this picture of, of, what it, of what it will be like. He doesn't say, you know, heaven's going to look like this and the streets are going to be made of gold or the gates of pearl or any of that kind of stuff. He says it will be a constant worship where we can proclaim the wholeness of God has come to us fully and not just glimpsed anymore. I don't think we have to be persecuted by the Roman Empire to understand all of the things that, that claim our worship or that, or that claim to bring peace to us, that will that we'll claim to make our lives good and whole and, and worthwhile. If, you, if we really listen sometimes to the commercials on the radio or on t- television or other places, it's amazing to me how much faith language gets used. Have you ever noticed that? And I just want to, I, I find it to be interactive. I'll yell back at the radio like, this is, this is baloney. You can't do that. You can't offer that. Only God can offer this kind of wholeness that God gives to us. And because we see this vision, then we too can step into the places in our own lives or the lives of others that, that are sometimes full of that darkness or hurt or pain and we can offer God's hope, God's peace. We can sing the songs that need to be sung. Sometimes these are songs of lament. Sometimes that's what needs to be sung. Even Jesus, from the cross, draws from the songs of his people, from the Psalms, and says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That deep song of lament. When I think of these songs in that particular way, I I think of parents, and I think of, especially, of course, of mothers today. And I don't know um, about you, but I can think of many times when my mother kind of pursued me right, to figure out what was going on with me, to figure out what was kind of making me tick or what was troubling me or whatever it, it might be. I've probably got a hundred stories of that, but I, I uh, happened to run into someone. I was kind of late to an appointment, but I happened to run into this person uh, this week in, in the parking lot and was talking to them. And, And and this was a mom who was saying, you know, my my son just hasn't been himself lately. And and she was pursuing him into that, right? Like, what's going on? What's going on? And she said, I kept running up against these brick walls and I I couldn't understand what was wrong and I couldn't understand. And and I don't know if she wore him down eventually. How many have ever been worn down by their mother? Yeah, perhaps, right? Yeah, (laughs) man went up quick over there. but they all, they all, this kind of, in a, in a loving way, wore, wore him down, and finally he's like, well, this is what's happening, this is what's going on. And I love, by the way, how you raised your hand and then you put your head on your mom's shoulder, that's pretty cool. Okay, sorry, I was distracted by the squirrel over there. Um, but, but she pursued and she pursued and wore him down, and finally he kind of let out what was happening, and she, and she was able to reach in with a song of grace and, and forgiveness and love and, and perspective on what he was really just struggling with and what was weighing on his shoulders and causing this just kind of attitude that he had going on, and it gave him a release. It gave him a, a sense of, I would say, forgiveness of, of, of the weight that was, that was bearing on him. He was freed by the song that she sang to him. I often tell parents um, that uh, <clears throat> they are the ones... And you could go out and you could shop around like they do in the NFL and you know, try to draft the most incredible youth pastor, or lead pastor, or, you know, small group leaders and everything else. You could have all of the best of the best in place. And, you, and parents would still be the number one faith former in their child's life. Even if they feel like there's no possible way their child ever listens to them. Anybody been in that situation? Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> They are, they are, and they are called, we are called to sing those songs of faith to our kids. Um, When Jesus is asked by his disciples, teach us to pray, how do we pray? Um, Jesus starts that prayer out, not with, you know, oh, most high and holy and above all else, an untouchable God, right? Now that is part of God, who God is, right? The power of God and the, That we need for us as well. But he starts the prayer out by saying Abba. Abba means daddy or dada. It's like the first word that a child can utter in his language. At Holden Village, a Lutheran Christian camp in the North Cascade Mountains, some of our kids will be going there, our youth will be going there in a couple of weeks. They begin the Lord's Prayer, Abba, Ima, which is like mommy, daddy. Right, This this sense of this divine parent who who has such love for us, such personal and close touch with us, that that's how we are to call on God. That's the song that we sing to begin our prayers. I'm curious um, how many parents uh, would sing to their children when they are young or do sing to their children now that they're young. Did you sing to your kids, right? I understand singing is not everybody's greatest gift in the world, Right? But you would pray with them or, or at night maybe sing to them a lullaby, something like that. Um, and again, I know that's not everybody's first gift, but, but uh, i got to ask Justin here for a second. Um, can, is it, what, what am I trying to ask you? I have to look at my thing. Can everybody sing? Yes, everybody can sing. And he knows what I'm going to ask now, but I, I, didn't, I didn't set him up in the first service. And why do you say that? Why can everybody sing? That's how we were made, all right? If you're human, you can sing. Okay, all right. So it's more, it's not so much about my tone as it is about what, my enthusiasm, my my voice, whatever it is, I have it, yeah, right? We can all sing because we all carry this promise. In Psalm 139, my favorite psalm, it says we are knit together in our mother's womb. We are knit with this song. We are knit with this promise of salvation. It is for all, and certainly for us to carry uh, into this place and out of it as well. Singing is powerful. It can help us remember things. It helped me remember the Hebrew alphabet. Aleph, bet, and gimel, Dalit, hey, and vav, and zayin. Those are just the first seven letters, right? I could go on. Please don't, Pastor Jonathan. (laughs) But I, I had a friend in seminary who had a beautiful voice and, and after her chaplaincy internship, she worked with, in memory care and she came back and we had this book sale at the library and she, bought, she was buying all these old hymnals and I said, what are, what are you doing? And she said, I, I found that when I'm in these memory care facilities and I can't, you know, make heads or tails of where someone's going if I start to sing the songs of faith. She said, it's like a light goes on and there's a snap to attention and they're singing with me. Those are the memories that are carried with us. Those are the things that get into our souls and into our bones. Singing connects and interconnects different cultures. The second time we went to New Orleans with our youth for the National Youth Gathering, we had a pre-service event. We were in the Garden District, which is beautiful in New Orleans. You know, the, the little trolley cars going along and these huge homes with ivy or whatever growing on them. You walk three blocks, I think it was west of there, and suddenly you're in the lowest income neighborhood in all of New Orleans. And there's great need there. And we were in this church and they were telling us, now, don't walk down that street. Don't walk down that street. You can walk north and you can walk uh, back towards the Garden District. Don't go anywhere at night. You don't go without us at night. Okay? And we're, you know, especially adults are kind of going, okay, where are we again? And then we look across the street and there's a cross and we were wondering, somebody asked about that cross, is that a marker for your church or why is it in the parking lot kind of thing? And they said, oh, that's actually a memorial to a four and a half year old boy who was you know, caught in gang crossfire. And adults now are looking at me like, Pastor Johnson, where did you bring us? Kind of a thing. <laughs> but then uh, soon after that, about a half an hour after that, there was a, a man who came in who had a deep Uh, Connection into that neighborhood, deep roots and history in that neighborhood. He'd been he'd been singing the song, if you will, of that neighborhood for a while, and and we and we found out through his explanation of where we were the joy that he had for this place. Certainly, he named the hurt and the sorrow and the crime and some other things that were happening there, but he said, you know, that's that's three to five percent of the people here. Ninety some percent of them, are want to be here and they're connected to their neighbors and they're glad you're here and they, you know, all of that. I think every single jazz musician I've ever heard of came out of that neighborhood, singing those songs of freedom, singing those songs of joy in the midst of pain and hurt and economic trouble. It's in our bones. It's what we were meant to do. Lastly, singing song music is a painkiller. Did you know that? Singing releases dopamine into our body, natural substance that's made in our body. It's a painkiller that we don't need a prescription for. It doesn't have any side effects, and you can take as much as you want. Sing to your heart's content. It doesn't matter if you're singing for joy, it doesn't matter if you're singing songs of lament. Singing gives us a, a sense of connection. And in doing so, it releases that dopamine and, and, and kills the pain. It gives us that peace and that release. There's one last reason that John sweeps us up into this reading um, to, to kind of take us and give us a picture of the, being around the throne of God where we are, we are centered on the source of our salvation, centered on the, the source of our, of our peace, not just, not just a lack of conflict or violence, but a sense of wholeness for all. He's speaking to those, as I said before, who are in the midst of trials. He's speaking with that vision to hold so that they may enter deeply into where they are now. He's speaking that vision of hope and singing that vision of hope so that we may enter into our families, no matter what the conflict or the trouble, with a sense of of, of healing and, and joy and reconciliation. Maybe we haven't. Maybe this isn't a day of of celebration. Maybe we have a hurtful memory, or maybe we weren't raised by the mother we wished we'd had. Whatever it might be, we have this vision of hope to continue to sing the song. Because the good shepherd, the lamb who lays himself down for the sheep, is also the good shepherd who guides us and loves us and holds us and brings him to us to himself with complete peace, with complete wholeness. And that reminder of how we were created with the breath breathed into us, the same kind of personal touch as God takes away and erases all the pain and the suffering we might have, our community might have, and our world might have. We get to sing. We get to give glimpses with that song of hope and reconciliation and freedom. And so in whatever way you can, I invite you to sing. Sing to yourself, sing to your community, sing to your world, sing to each other with songs of hope and freedom. Amen.
0: an opportunity to respond to god's word and confess our faith we do so in the ecumenical creed the nicene creed we believe in one god the father the almighty maker of heaven and earth of all that is seen and unseen we believe in one lord jesus christ the only son of god eternally begotten of the Father. who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come, amen. Amen. Let us now pray for the whole people of God and for all people in Christ Jesus, our Lord.
1: Gracious Lord, you gather us in like a mother hen gathers her chicks fully offering us your love. On this Mother's Day, we thank you for all the women in our lives who have gathered us and shown us your love, our moms and grandmas, aunts and friends, teachers and mentors. Thank you, Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, like a mother, you notice when we are hurting. We pray for all who hurt in this world. We pray for those who long to be mothers and can't. We pray for those who have lost children and those who miss their mothers daily. We pray for families who are in turmoil. We pray for those who grieve. We pray for caregivers and those who are lonely. Shelter them in the shadow of your wings. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, fill the world with your grace and your peace. Where there is hatred, bring love. Where there is war, bring peace. Where there is discord, bring unity. Help us to join you in this work and let it be to your glory. Lord, in your mercy.
0: Hear our prayer. Gracious God, we hold before you Marilyn Running as she is home from the hospital and we're giving thanks for that after a stroke and surgery. We pray for Webb as he deals with kidney disease. We pray for Sue's son-in-law, Zach, as he undergoes testing for possible heart issues. Um, we pray for Dave Hagan as he's back at home after going through some blood clots. We pray for Jeannie Patterson and Bruce Smith as they recover from surgery, bring them your healing. We pray for Norm Kunkel in hospice care for Carol Holmes in poor health. God, we pray for uh, the grandson of Craig and Cheryl Miller, um, baby Jordan, as he um, is experiencing complications and so we pray for Jordan, we pray for healing. God, we remember the faith community of Washington Correction Center um, and for the women in Purdy. Um, We give thanks for your promise of love that knows no bounds. God, we pray um, for those dealing with cancer, for Linda, Tim, Angela, Gary, Dave, Gail, Jim, Ron, Kathy, and Carol, for all our deployed and military support and their families, for Rebecca, Patrick, Eric, Megan, Jared, Andrew, and David, for all on our continued prayer list and those we bring before you now, aloud or in the quiet of our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, as we now come to this meal, Lord, we give thanks for giving this meal to us as a gift that all that we receive in the gospel can come to us in this tangible way. Your forgiveness, grace, the song that you've put into our heart that we sing today. We give thanks for this meal. May we know your love and that you are the King of love. And we pray all of this trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all. Please greet one another. Extend that peace to those around you. some community time I want to encourage you to pass those friendship pads down the aisle Uh, if you're a guest of ours that's a great place for you to give us some information we can send an email to you or a letter and thank you for worshiping with us so a couple things to celebrate and hold up this Saturday is our lay school of theology Um, pastor Ron Hoyam from Port Madison, Lutheran, Bainbridge Island will be bringing us a primer on the life of C.S. Lewis and his writings. If you've never heard of C.S. Lewis, this is a very important person in the last century probably one of the most important Christian thinkers and and what we call apologists, that is people that defend and commend the faith. Um, as we think about connecting more people to Christ here, this is a name that, I, someone I want to be more than just a name for you. I'd love for you to read the Chronicles of Narnia, which there's been movies made of that, of course, but I'd love for you to read some of his works. Um, they're fantastic, they are challenging. Um, but I would say junior high and above, certainly high school and above, this is a great opportunity, a great person for you to get to know. So Ron's gonna give us a little bit on his life and background and then some of his writings um, and I hope you'll plan to come next Saturday, five to six. First session, um, six to seven dinner, we've got a taco bar um, set up uh, in the fellowship hall um, by our scouts, and then seven to eight fifteen or so for the second session. We won't have one on Sunday like we sometimes do. Uh, please RSVP for the food prep um, on your ministry card today. But if you can't, if you're not, You can still come even if you don't put down. That's just simply a help for our meals. All right, enough on lay school there. Um, Coming up, not next Sunday, but the Sunday after that, we're moving this service to 10 a.m. We're moving into our summer schedule. So please, that is the holiday weekend as such. Um, We move that Sunday to 10 a.m., 8 and 10. And then, not—I don't think we have a brunch on the holiday weekend, but the weekend after that, we start to have our brunches nine to ten in between the services. Um, so you've got a great breakfast breakfast provided for you in the summer. So, bottom line, summer schedule in a couple weeks. Um, God's Word, Our Hands Sunday, as we finish up our Sunday school year, we're ending the way we started. And we're doing a wonderful day of service projects and, and crafts and all kinds of great work intergenerationally with our Sunday school kids. So adults and kids and every, everybody will be meeting in the fellowship hall for that event um, in between the services next Sunday. Don't miss it, it's, it'll be great. So Vacation Bible School's coming up, and I know that all of you here wanna reach out to our community, want young kids to know about Jesus Christ. I know that for a fact. And so I wanna hold up a couple continued needs. We do need more teachers, more guides in the classroom. Everything's printed up for you. Um, and we also need some arts and craft folks um, with, some, with VBS, but there's all kinds of other ways, but those ways in particular, and like I say, Um, this is the greatest opportunity to take a risk to step out in faith if your schedule allows you to be here during that time I really encourage that Um, let's see the last thing that I've got on my list well We continue want to be up up with the times. And so we've put a little note in your bulletin today and in the beacon that um, for those of you who don't use checks anymore, my kids don't know what one is, um, and uh, or even don't really do the electronic giving, but you do everything by text, you're able to give now to um, the congregation and our ministry via text, and that information is there for you. All right, so any um guests that would like, we could welcome today uh maybe you've come with some family member or if you'd like to introduce yourself that's great okay nope how about over here it's okay if not that's not comfortable all right let's continue with our offering and move to the meal
1: Let us pray. God of mercy and grace, we, we offer, offer with God joy and thanksgiving. in us, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Signs of your gracious love. Receive
0: them to the state of Him who offers Himself for us. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is, right to give God grace. it is indeed right and our duty and joy that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, Almighty and merciful God, for the glorious resurrection of our Savior Jesus Christ, the true Paschal Lamb who gave himself to take away our sin, who in dying has destroyed death, and in rising, Has brought us to eternal life. And so, with Mary Magdalene and Peter and all the witnesses of the resurrection, with earth and sea and all their creatures, with the angels and archangels, cherubim and seraphim, we praise your name and join in their unending song. in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for the forgiveness of sin of all people. Do this in remembrance of me. And we pray as our Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in the temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen lord jesus reveal yourself to us in the breaking of this bread as you once revealed yourself to your disciples the gifts of god are ready for the people of god you may be seated
2: us pray. Lord God, as we have shared in this meal, we pray that you would go with Pat as she brings this to Jerry Gray, that he may know his connection to you and to us. In Jesus' name, amen. I invite you to rise as you're able. May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace and peace. Amen.
1: God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Lord.
2: Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and with mercy.